I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> that's it. That's my, I think that's my... That's turning into my... Uh, that's your thing? That's my thing now. This is what it sounds Hello, everybody. like. everybody. Hello, everybody. Yeah, thanks. Hello. Uh, thanks. That's my radio voice. Thank you very much. Um, so, hey, everyone. Uh, oh, Loki just ate one of my pills. Oh, no. Oh, did he really? Did <laughs> yeah, he I actually? think he did. Oh, no. <laughs> Take that out. It's not going to hurt him, but... Fuck. How do you know that? Uh, oh, God, what do we do? What do we do? Bruh, oh, no, no, Taylor's no. dog just ate one of my pills. Oh, uh, oh no. And you were all here to listen to it. Anyway, uh, that's not uh, what we're here to talk about. Um, hopefully, Loki is okay. I'm sure he will be. They're just digestive enzymes. Uh, no, I got it. You can still use this. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Oh, gross. Oh, God, that is gross. Before we hop into this week's episode, I just wanted to take a second and uh, acknowledge how um, incredibly beautiful and generous um, Gord Downey was on Saturday night. Um, the The final Tragically Hip show that was played in, in Kingston uh, was aired across the country. Um, if you're in the States and you're not quite sure what I'm talking about, just Google the tragically hip, uh, and check it out. Um, it was, uh, one of the most cathartic, um, introspective yet kick-ass rock experiences I've ever had in my life. Uh, me and the boys and a bunch of our friends, we went to uh, good robot, a, an amazing brewery here in Halifax. They screened it for, uh, just hundreds of people that were out on the patio, and uh, it was man, what a what a fucking beautiful experience that was. It was crazy to watch him, to watch him knowing that he knows that he's dying, yeah, and to be doing the show and to be so clearly just doing exactly what he loves to do, so in his element. Yeah, it was like you know that was his. Uh, I read this article about. I read this article about it being like a living funeral. Um, yeah. Where, yeah. That's a, that's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> it's okay. Loki, come here, buddy. It's okay. It's okay. We're all going to miss Gord. It's okay, bud. Um, yeah, dude, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty powerful way of looking at it. Um, and just to see like everybody, get involved. You know what I mean? It was like, it, it, you know, there was that meme going around that Canada shut down. Yeah. It was like Canada shut down for that night, you know? It was, um, I don't know. And our I, prime just, minister was there yeah. wearing a, a T-shirt he and, looked, just, and mixing dude, with the common folk. And he filled that shirt out well. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. My God. He's a honk. Those hunks. <laughs> um, anyway, I just, I just wanted to just take a second to recognize how, uh, how important that night was for me. And, and I think I can say that it was pretty important for a lot of other people across the country and... Um, Gord, you are, you are an incredibly, uh, beautiful human being. So thank you so much for being so generous. We love you, Gord. 
this week's episode is a fun one. We we dive out of the sickness and into the let's educate a couple of three total total turkeys turkeys on uh, on what it's like to be a woman and have a baby. Uh, pregnancy and breastfeeding. Spoiler alert. Somebody drinks breast milk on the show. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it wasn't so bad. Anyway, I uh, <laughs> hope you enjoy the episode. We love you all, and uh, go support us over on Patreon. Love you. Bye. Yeah. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. But this week's guest is Danielle, and she's here to talk to us about pregnancy and breastfeeding. Let's talk about it. Should we talk about current events and politics first? First, <laughs> absolutely not. Oh, well, you don't want to talk about Donald Trump? No, not really. <laughs> I do. He's a bit. He of loves a, babies. He's a bit of a boob. Apparently. Does he Speaking love babies? Of boobs and babies. Because uh, Donald Trump is a boob, and <laughs> we were talking about babies. Uh, we're going to be talking about pregnancy today. And breastfeeding. Yeah. This is a bit different. This is a bit different than what we normally would talk about. So usually we sit down and we talk to people who are uh, suffering with a particular illness or disease. Um, but today, and Danielle, I don't think you're sick. Maybe nope. you, maybe nope. you are in some nope. way and you yeah. just haven't told us, but you're actually here to talk to us about pregnant pregnancy and mm-hmm. breastfeeding, which, yeah. which one of the two specifically pregnancy <sighs> makes, it, makes you breathe. feel real weird. Yeah, I've got a bit of a hard time talking about pregnancy. I don't know what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Was that it's a like pun? an alien growing inside you? That oh, kind of thing. You know what? When I was uh, when I was six years old, uh, I was being you baby- were pregnant. I was <laughs> nope. I was being babysat by a, a guy named uh, uh, Michael, and he was pregnant. And Michael forced me. Didn't force me, but like, where is this going? Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. He forced me to watch Alien. And thank God that's I, where that went. Where that went. He forced me to watch Alien, and it. I thank <laughs> him for it in one way because I love horror movies, and I feel like the reason I love horror movies and appreciate them is because of Michael forcing me to watch Aliens. But also, that chestbuster scene. I feel like it kind of fucked me up. I've never seen Alien. Chestbuster scene. Have you? Neither of you seen Alien? Is that the? Like, is that what the scene is generally known as, or yeah. is that what you Google chestbuster and you'll see the scene from oh, Alien? Oh, oh, I know, I know the scene though. Yeah, I yeah. do know that. Yeah, where an alien is uh, born literally out of a person blows out of a woman's chest, <laughs> right? Yeah, and yeah. it's yeah, exactly, and yeah. that sets up the whole movie. Well, childbirth is nothing like that. I can, I can guarantee. <laughs> are, you, are you sure? Are you sure? Is it kind of like <laughs> yeah, I'm like because I'm picturing a chestbuster, but not out of the chest, but yeah. out of your peepee. Maybe, <laughs> so, maybe, maybe we should apologize beforehand because the three of us are obviously guys. Yeah. And, 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 we, and idiots as and, well. And sometimes immature. Yeah. So, you know what the best part about this so is? is like that We've had maybe two or three other episodes where we've talked to uh, women about like women only issues. issues. Endometriosis. And we're like, uh, and, and we just ask the dumbest questions because we're like, is it kind of like this? Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that is totally. Yeah. yeah. Like we, you totally. know, I avoid talking about pregnancy <clears throat> A lot, uh, because it makes me. It may. You ever. You ever have the feeling where you can't make a fist. Mm-hmm. You feel like you feel weak. You're like, oh, yeah. God, I feel weak. Yeah. I can't, like, 
that's the feeling I get when oh, I talk wow. about pregnancy in depth. So I feel like this, this next hour is going to be a bit challenging for me. So hi, Danielle. Hi. Uh, you just recently had a baby. I did. You look vibrant and glowing. Why, yeah. thank you. Yeah, you <laughs> is that a side effect of giving birth? Not so much giving birth pregnancy, uh, a little. Uh, you tend to have a, a little bit more oil production. You have beautiful hair, and you, that's what really gives you the glow, but um, not so much postpartum. Um, I'm at the point now where because of the drop in hormones and all this stuff, I'm actually losing hair. It's really Oh, wow, really? Is postpartum, um, does that just mean... Like I hear this word all the time and I always think like after giving birth, yes. is that just, that's all it means? That's postpartum? postpartum. Yeah. And then you can apply that to other conditions like postpartum depression and, and what have you. So yeah. But uh, postpartum is the period after giving birth. Yeah. <laughs> you were just talking about how it, it, it literally changes like the, the makeup of your hair and like yeah. your skin and stuff. I, my sister, uh, literally had a baby, her first baby, uh, five days ago and it was, Oh, it was like, it was the most beautiful thing that I've ever, like moment I've ever experienced in my life was going into the hospital like a couple yeah. hours after she had her kid and, yeah. and like holding Hudson in my arms. Yeah. And, but I, I could not help but notice. And like, I, I honestly, like I was, I was pretty aware. I don't mm-hmm. think it was something that I was putting on, mm-hmm. but she looked. Radiant. <laughs> I, that is the only way yeah. you can say, she looked so. Yeah crazy fucking radiant. Yeah. And I was like, I've ne- my sister has never looked more beautiful. I thought you were going to be like, she never looks radiant. <laughs> yeah. never. <laughs> She's a pretty beautiful yeah. gal. But like in that moment, she looked, I, she just looked so, yeah. I don't know. She was like the most beautiful person I've ever, I've, I've ever looked at. And yeah. Just, the, the strength that comes from giving birth, no matter how you give birth, right. Yeah. Be it, you know, a surgical birth, uh, a vaginal birth. It, it doesn't really matter. But I mean, that's a really powerful moment for a mother and, and I mean, even though she may not have slept for the last two days, she's going to end up, you know, feeling pretty amazing yeah. um, at some point. Do you <laughs> yeah. feel, not always immediately do you, after. Do you feel amazing afterwards, though? Because I can imagine that you you probably don't. Yeah. So I can speak for myself. Sure. Um, I, I have some experience around other mothers because I, I work as a doula. Um, but uh, but I personally, especially after my first birth, I was I felt like I was superwoman. Like I could do anything. How, I many, remember how many births have you had? Two. So I have a okay. six-year-old son and a, uh, a three-month-old daughter. Um, and especially after the first one, I remember I was still in the table with like I was in stirrups and they were stitching me up because sometimes that happens. Uh, we can, we can uh, yeah. touch, touch we'll on that there. later. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll but there. I was like, I want to do this again. <laughs> it was the rush of wait, love. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. In that moment, like right there in the, in the, in the shit After of it, you were After 28 like, hours of labor, not sleeping for two days. You were And ready. just pushing out a baby. I was like, that was the most amazing experience of my life. Holy fuck. Yeah. Was it because of what, what came of that, like having a child? Not, not the end result. No, it's not all about the end result. It's about the, the experience. Baby, you, the baby, you were like, nah, whatever. Yeah, no, he was awesome and I love him. Right. And he, it was, it was, you know, the love that you experience for a child when you, yeah. when you see them is, is one thing, right? But. I um, know the experience of actually giving birth and a lot of women um, will, you know, say that's pretty, it's, it can be ecstatic to, to actually deliver a baby and, or, and to go through that process. Right. So you hear such like, you hear such, uh, such crazy uh, varying experiences mm-hmm. in that way. I mean, like yeah. I've heard, I've heard that from uh, some of Kyla's friends who have had children yeah. and, and then at the other end of things, you're like, 
oh, oh, oh my God. Worst day of my life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is crazy, which is crazy that you have those. I mean, like, I mean, I guess everything has a, a spectrum of yeah. experiences. Do you think or, there's a, do you think there's a correlation between like amount of children somebody will have and how, how much they <laughs> like the, the experience of giving not, birth? Not necessarily. It could be. Um, I know some women, um, in like the birth community, um, that, uh, that work as doulas, as nurses, as lactation consultants, all these things that um, because they have such an amazing experience would tend to want to have more babies. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of felt that way. I didn't know if I was going to have a second child. I was in a new relationship. and um, but, uh, but to be able to go through that experience again and to have another baby, was I was pretty excited to get to do that again. You've, you've said uh, the word doula a couple yeah. times. I know absolutely nothing about what doulas yeah. are. Yeah. What is a doula? Um, a so lot it's, of people- it's a witch, right? It's a, it's a specific <laughs> witch. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, the, the the doula coven yeah. is a specialty in potions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Probably like you know, Wiccan back in the day probably had some of the same kind of did the, some of the same kind of work. But um, doula is more or less a new term that's given to women who provide support to mothers, specifically during um, pregnancy. Uh, labor, childbirth, and postpartum. And so, what kind of support are we talking about? Like high fives and hugs, or yeah, a little um, physical support. So it could be massage, um, touch. Um, you know, I've just held uh, a cold uh, a cold face cloth to a woman's forehead. I've given them massage. I've helped them do lunges. Um, a, a lot of it is sometimes just holding their hand. Um, oh, wow. So yeah. it's, a, it's actually just like, just full on like yeah. companionship. Companionship. companionship yeah, like- um, support. So, and, and it can hmm. also be supporting their partner. So like if um, never leaving a woman alone. So even though a partner may want to go off and take a nap or go to the bathroom or get something to eat, we will stay there most of the time. Yeah, we, we will go to the bathroom, mind you, but, oh. but like we tend to not leave a woman at all. So, so yeah. it's, it's like a, is it like a hobby? I do it. I do it as a hot, I, I guess you could call it a hobby. <laughs> um, some people do it for, they make a living out of it. Um, I strictly do volunteer work. Um, I think that's the correct term, volunteer. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, it's my hobby. It's, well, it is. It's like, but I it kinda, sounds like you, it's it, exciting for me. It's not like, oh, I got to go, yeah, you know, go to another birth. Work. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I mean, some people do volunteer work because they feel like they want to put something on a resume, yeah, or, or, yeah, yeah. or for other reasons like that. But um, it sounds like you you really enjoy. I that. do because I think it's cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah which would, yeah. which to me yeah. is a hobby. Yeah. 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 No, I I had a doula at my son's birth, and um, I was like, oh, this is this is what an amazing human this the doula that I had was, and I'm like, hey, I wouldn't mind doing that. And uh, the opportunity came up a couple years later to uh, do the training, so I did that. And um, for a long time, I'd wanted to do something in the community, and so it just kind of lined up perfectly. So oh, uh, I have so many questions about this now. Like, <laughs> like right? So so how do you get how do you get paired up with a, a doula? Are they like hanging around the hospitals, like just watching for people to walk out? <laughs> well, and go, hey, like I said, I'm, there's I'm ready to help. there's women that do it for a living. Um, and, uh, and so there's, they might have websites and through community, uh, resources, they get partnered up with, with different, um, you know, people might just seek them out. But in, in my case, I work with an organization where it's, it's pretty special here in Canada. They've been around for 20 years. They actually just celebrate their 20, 20 year anniversary and we run the news and stuff. It's pretty cool. But, um, we, we support mostly, um, single moms, teen moms, newcomers to Canada and low income families. 
Um, and a mom would go to the program, say, hey, I'd kind of like to have a doula. And sometimes they're referred by their doctor, um, a family friend, could be um, a social worker even. And, uh, and then through the program, they match us up. And um, usually, I'd say eight weeks before the baby's born, we, we meet up. We have a couple meetings. We get to know the mom, see what she wants. Um, cause it doesn't matter what kind of birth they're having. They could know that they're going in and having a C-section. They could know that they want the most natural childbirth, no drugs at home. It doesn't matter. We're going to be there to support them and their wishes to have an empowering birth experience. What type of like, what type of training is, is involved Does the doula have? Yeah. Um, initial training is, is a weekend worth of training, but it's more of the on the job stuff, right? But, so. but, but like what type of, what type of things are you learning, I guess, in that training? Um, support measures. So, um, I should say not support, but comfort measures. So like things that we could do to help the mom relax, like, um, pressure points, um, massage techniques, um, how to ask questions, how to ascertain stuff. Cause it's completely I, unmedical, I right? Feel like be, I, feel, I feel like if I went to doula training, yeah. I would just be such a better husband, you know, to my wife, like just, just to be like, Brian yeah. would be like, God damn, Jer, like yeah. you're massaging me now. You're listening to me. Yeah. You know, you're, uh, your yeah. math is getting you're, better. Yeah. <laughs> Let's God, not get too scared. Asking about. all the right questions. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, hear that, boys? I always thought I always thought that a doula was. I thought a doula uh, like aided in the birth process. That's, that's a very common mis- misconception. And I thought um, that, that it was that mostly like a midwife. Yeah, yeah. And I midwife. thought that it was like a natural, uh, basically, uh, someone that you would have to help with the birth in a in a in like a home birth. Yeah, and and I would say a lot of doulas tend to be more naturally minded that way. Like. Okay. Um, but that being said, we like we assist to anyone, no matter what kind of birth experience they plan to have or or want to have. It's it, it really yeah. Whereas a midwife is medically trained to do um, medical to give medical advice, which is something mm. doulas do not do. Um, women may come to us to ask us questions, but we'll say, well, here's some information. Go talk to your doctor. Um, you know, I often provide links to studies. Um, I'm big on like evidence based um, birth. Uh, knowledge, so I, I always sure. give up stuff that's backed up by science. Right. So. It sounds a lot like some of the things I run into as a yoga teacher when yeah. someone's like, "I strained my, I strained something in my leg. Can you tell me what it is?" And I'm yeah. like, "No, no, that's no. not my profession." Yeah, exactly. However, yeah. exactly. Um, well, I, I'm curious to know. So you were, you kind of mentioned it earlier a little bit about how your first pregnancy kind of. You know, you came out of that process yeah. and you're like, whoa, let's yeah. do it again. Yeah, yeah. What, so what was the process? Like, to bring us through your your first uh, your first uh, go at childbirth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> first so, go at dead. Pushing it out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool because oh, as a doula, I don't get to talk. You don't really talk about your own experiences yeah, too much. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so six years ago, almost, it'll be seven years in December, um, had a little baby boy. Um, I went, it was a couple days overdue. Um, due dates are really kind of flexible (laughs) as a lot of people Mm -hmm. know. Um, I went into labor on my own, started having contractions. Um, and I would say, yeah, I had a day, day's worth of on and off contractions, which kind of sucked, but you know, I was able to deal with them. So it's kind of kicked into high gear. Like uh, on a scale of one to 10, how painful are contractions? And what the fuck is a contraction? <laughs> what, what is that? So a contraction is basically a contraction of your uterus, which helps to expel the baby out. Think um, about when you hmm. when think about when you have like the best poops. 
Yeah, it's your... It just happens. Strangely enough, a lot of women do say that having a baby is like having the best shit of their life. I actually... Whoa. It's yeah. funny you say cool. that. You, your application to come on yeah. the show, you wrote... Uh, and I fucking love this. <laughs> Why do I think that these would make a good topic for your show? Many people, including those in the medical field, treat pregnancy and childbirth as a medical condition that needs to be managed as opposed to something that needs to happen. I often equate childbirth as physiologically similar to taking a shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Problems can arise, but if you're healthy, comfortable, and relaxed, it will just happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. Very true. That's Very a true. real big shit, though. I totally agree. It's <laughs> also coming out of your vagina yes. and not your butthole, which yeah. is made for shitting. Yeah. However, <laughs> yeah, maybe there's something to that. Like, I, you know, I don't know, but, oh, God, it just... You'll Just, never, you'll never know. I you'll know. never get Unless, it. Well, you never know. Well, you're right. You never know. We're getting, the future right. holds many crazy things. I mean, if Junior is any <laughs> way of predicting the future, then you know, yeah, we might all have um, very small companions yeah. and a belly in our and a, and a baby yeah. in our bellies. So coming back to contractions, is the is this process? Your is it is? I guess it's you have no control over it, right? Like, no, it's your body no. going. Okay, I think it's time to press this baby out of me. So yep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah. No one is it knows. Muscular? Um, I, I guess the uterus is considered a a, mus, a muscle, but sure. uh, but yeah, I'd have to to yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. So yeah. the muscle. And if it isn't, who cares? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a medical expert. You know, I do have some experience, but yeah, sure. I'm not. A, I'm not a, an expert in all things. So it's a, but it's essentially kind of like a yeah. muscle contraction. Yeah. Where it's going. I gotta. I gotta prep. Like I gotta move. I gotta move. Yeah. This and then in between your uterus and your vagina is the cervix. Yes. So mm-hmm. during labor, your opening, your cervix is opening. That's up. the dilation part. The right? dilation part. You got boom. it. Yeah. Uh, boom. So and there's actually a few more things beyond dilation that it takes. Like because a baby has to, um, your cervix doesn't just dilate; it thins out. So it's almost like a donut. Oh my god! That uh, gets pressed into a pancake and then opens. Holy like, sweet! It opens oh. up. It gets soft. It thins. Did and I ever, it opens. Did I ever tell you guys what? I feel like I said this on the show before. What I always kind of in my mind mentally picture what a cervix looks like, like a wall, like a dental dam with a tiny pinhole in it. No, it's more like a donut. Yeah, uh, I'm picturing it like a skin donut now, it's though. Thicker, so like yeah. a donut made yeah, out yeah. of skin, a which flesh, is weird. Yeah. I know. A this is a, kinda, yeah. yeah. So, so the the, the cervix goes blah and opens up, opens and then up. the baby's head comes. The baby, out. yeah. So, well, is it head first always? No, no. There's there's mm-hmm. a thing called breech birth, which um, is is when um, there's there's different types of breech birth. Sometimes it could be a footling breech. A frank breech would be when the bum comes out first. Oh the baby's my. kind of. Fuck. Like folded in half? Oh, God. Yeah. That's way wider than it needs to be. Oh, God. I always wonder, like, you know, you're, you're always going, you're always thinking whenever yeah. whenever you do, you know, any movie or yeah, whatever, yeah. anytime you're experienced to, like, child's birth, childbirth or parents or friends, whatever, you're like, oh, well, what was the experience like for the... With the experience of the woman who's giving birth, imagine if we could like get a little insight into what the baby is like. Oh God! Yeah. Oh God! Yeah. I'm not meant to bend this way. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. me out of yeah. here! Get me! Surprisingly, out babies here. can come out that way. A lot of a lot of doctors tend to push C-sections on those moms because they they can be riskier. But depending on the doctor, they will allow you to deliver vaginally. Because you can tell vag- where you can tell how the baby's positioned. Though, exactly. Yeah. 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 So why does that happen though? Like so. Cause well yeah I guess like you don't have control right like okay baby's coming 
Yeah. But it just ha- so happened the baby decided to like roll over and sleep yeah. last night. Yeah. And now they his- can be all over the place. And yeah. then usually around 32, I think 33 weeks pregnancy, like gestation. So pregnancy goes 40 weeks. Baby, ten- baby tends to move head down, I think, because their head is the larger part. But it doesn't always work. Sometimes even babies lie sideways and then no. they have to come out. Yeah, There's no. no way baby can come out sideways, yeah, no, no, right? No. It's so, not happening. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. My uh, so I'm a I'm a twin okay. and uh and my mom had to have a C section because um I don't Because there was know, two humans twins. inside her, of <laughs> yeah. course. But I I can't imagine like the pretzel shit that's going on oh, inside yeah. like yeah. A, a belly with two people in there. And imagine like do imagine twins, like four people like like do, do yeah. twins always like, come out C section? No. Uh, no, so. not always. Nope. No. no, they're smaller though, right? Like I was, I was like five pounds, yeah. eight ounces when I was born. Right, yeah, and yeah. you guys were probably you, closer yeah. The, to the 10. pregnancy doesn't doesn't usually tend to make it to forty weeks a lot of the time. Yeah, I was yeah, premature by two weeks. They kind of it's yeah. like we're really big in there. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. So coming back to your first uh, experience, yeah. you you start having these contractions. Yeah. Your first go. Yeah, yeah, so it was like Tuesday night, 5 o'clock, I go out and have supper at my dad's, and then I'm like, oh, stuff's happening. I was like, this is, this is awesome. And it was regular at that point, so I'm like, this is a real thing. It's not like a false start. Um, spend all night kind of hanging out, um, timing things, and then by 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, this is this kind of sucks and I don't know what I should be doing. And so I call my doula and and my partner was there with me and we decided to go to the hospital to get checked out. And I'm like three to four centimeters, which is with, with dilation. A lot of people think, oh, if you're at five centimeters, you're halfway there. But in, in actuality, it takes a lot longer to get those first few centimeters dilated than it does the last. So it's like does escalating, that, oh like God. getting yeah, faster as it goes. Exactly. How do they see how, how dilated you are? Um, through, uh, through an exam. So your like, doctor would... Like spread Put their them. hand up there, and 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 then kind of assess based on what they know their their hand sizes and stop fingers doing that with and... your fingers, Brian. Like I'm doing a reverse claw movement with yeah. my fingers. Oh, just, yeah. oh, no, with my uh, my. Fortunately, it's a little more cramped up there, so um, yeah, it's not. There's it's not, there's not a whole lot of movement <laughs> yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, so a very so exams that, are pretty uncomfortable. Does that but. mean that? Okay, so like yeah, you're four centimeters. That means like your cervix has dilated four centimeters. So and the baby the is pressing there. up against it. Most likely the baby is pressing up against it, but there's also um, the membrane. So the baby's in a bag of water. So, you know, they talk about your water breaking. Um, it's not always like in the, the movie. So it labor doesn't start with like, ah, big gush of water. And then everything starts. Sometimes women's water will break and they have no contractions. They're just hanging out. They're like, oh, so when am I going to have this baby? And sometimes that's okay. Um, other times... Um, the water won't even break. So you can actually have a baby that's born um, in, a in the sacks. I, I know there's been a video going going around on Facebook lately about that. So, uh, so yeah, but most women, it will break at some point during labor. Of what? What's the video? What? <laughs> of a baby being born in the amniotic sac. What the fuck? It came out in a bag? Yeah. <laughs> a bag of water. This, oh, this my membrane. God. Yeah. 
Was uh, it okay? Was the baby okay? Oh, yeah. How that's do they, they breathe? breathe? It's just like, this is where I live. Yeah, uh, they're breathing. don't take me out yeah, of this. Yeah, through the umbilical cord, they're getting everything that they need, and okay, they're just right. in their little sack of fluid. And When when my sister had her baby the other day, um, they called me, and they were like, hey, uh, your sister had a baby uh, like like 30 minutes ago. They're gonna they're, What they're going to do is they're going to take her, move her. Uh, once they, like, did all their paperwork or yeah. whatever, and the baby's done the whatever, like, skin-to-skin thing, mm-hmm. they're going to move her up to the, the fifth floor. Yeah. What's that? Whatever. Uh, well, we can Family talk about that. It's like, it's, it's like they hold the baby to the skin to, um, I guess, like, let the baby know, like... To let it bond. To, uh, what for temperature to adjust, for bonding, the smell, yeah. Yeah. Um, to establish breastfeeding. Like so when just, a yeah. cat rubs its face against you, like you... Yeah. Well, well, think sure. about how but, animals give birth, right? Because like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna like take their young. They don't just like take them right. off and put them in a little spot. Like, you know, we're we're still mammals at the end mm, of the day, right? Yeah. So we're gonna do things the way. So the there's way all these do. there's all these things that they got to do as soon as the baby comes out that like to just to like let the baby get acquainted with the world that it's now going to be in. And so they were like, yeah, Tat- Natasha will be here for like a couple hours and they'll move her up to the fifth yeah. floor. Um, but then they call me and they're like, ah, she's going to be here like longer. So just come in, come to the third floor and, and you can come see the baby. Yeah. And I was like, okay, sweet. And I like excitedly drive over and, uh, and I, my dad comes and gets me. I'm like, dad, you got to film this. Like, cause I want to, I want to be able to see this like when I'm older. And he's like, okay. So he's filming and I walk in and as I walk in and my dad's filming this whole thing. Storage full. A, li- a, a woman, a lady, a nurse, uh, and my mom are at a table. My mom's also a nurse. Yeah. And my mom turns and goes, uh, you might not want to see this. And then the <laughs> nurse, it, she looks like she's a butcher, whole, like <gasps> handling. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I stop in my tracks and I go, oh, oh my fuck. <laughs> I, I literally just say, oh, my fuck. <laughs> she is handling this. The placenta is huge. What is a placenta? The placenta Dude, is an organ. Massive. It's an organ that is grown by a woman's body Dude, to like provide was, life to their baby. It looked like she was holding like a, a full sized liver. Like it was. It can be. They can be massive. Like, it was massive, yeah. and I had to literally burn that out of my memory until this moment right now. Is it like a feeding station for the baby? It's, it's, yeah. So it filters, um, the amniotic fluid. It's what, um, you know, all the nutrients come through the baby and that's the cord goes from the baby's belly button into the placenta. Which how, is attached to a woman's uterus. How do how do humans do this? Like, how do they? It's not just humans; it's all mammals. Yeah, you don't, yeah, don't want right. to know like, what I did with my placenta, Jeremy. So. Did you eat it? I were you one of those people? Oh, well, I didn't. Yeah, I yeah. asked Natasha. I was like, yeah. "Gosh, you gonna eat that?" She was like, "Fuck no." Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Like, I didn't it eat it per se. Um, well, that, I had it that's a thing, in a right? smoothie. Yeah. You had yeah. it in a smoothie. You can do smoothies. I've also heard of placenta lasagna. I didn't eat it. Is this all real? Dude, this is real too. Yes. So in my freezer. In my freezer right now, I have a bottle of pills. So I, uh, I sent my placenta off to a, a lovely lady who uh, freeze-dried it, ground it up, and made it into pills that I took for weeks following the birth, and I can take them at any point in the future to kind of as a little pick-me-up. Pills that, are acceptable. That, are makes, acceptable. that makes way more yeah. sense. I would send mine Whoa. to a lady who would take it, grind it up into a, like a really fine uh, a liquid, and then I put it on a spoon and burn it, and then take it oh, in a syringe. Oh my god! And shoot it into my veins because <laughs> no, no. I want it to go straight to the bloodstream. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jeremy! <laughs> <laughs> okay, why though? Why why do people eat the placenta? Um, the which yeah. can we just say? Can we admit? Not to be you know gross about it, but that is auto cannibalism. Yeah, it is. That is a yeah, form yeah. of auto cannibalism yeah. that is accepted though. 
That is totally accepted. <laughs> have you guys ever seen like like any animals be born? Like yeah, they they, they all eat their placenta. Yeah. yeah, but also Taylor's dog literally took a shit on my floor yesterday and then ate it. So, I mean, it, like, animals, I don't know. Yeah, no. Um, but why do people eat it? It's high in iron, which women are often lacking post, post-childbirth post due to lack of, uh, or blood loss at times. Mm-hmm. Um, hormones in it, because um, the drop in hormones postpartum can often lead to postpartum depression. So that boost of hormones can help. Oh. And you can kind of taper off as you go. So it definitely helps with that. Um, immediately post-birth. So this is something that I, I I don't think I'd feel comfortable eating actual placenta, fresh, whatever. Hard. Yeah. Do people um, like do they eat it, it raw? Do people eat it raw? Yeah. Um, so if you're if you're having bleeding issues postpartum, so um, after you have your baby, your uterus was really big and it has to kind of go back to its normal size. And if it doesn't go back to its normal size or at least get it quite a bit smaller immediately after birth, it can cause some complications. Um, some women will chew on a piece of their placenta, and the um, the hormones in it can actually help their uh, uterus contract. So. And that's that's referred to as placenta sashimi. <laughs> it's a very common yeah. common thing. You didn't know that, Brian? Yeah. Um, that is super. So, how many pills does one placenta yield? Or uh, sorry, depending on the placenta. size, yeah, I right. think I got like maybe two hundred or so. <laughs> that's I'm not a lot exactly. Of I got two two good sized bottles. One and a day. Like, um, I think I took. Two twice a day for the first couple of weeks, and I tapered off, and now I'm not really taking any anymore. Right. So, but I have them there as a boost. You Taylor, know? Is, your I'm, face right now—you are flabbergasted, blown away by this. I am blown away. Yeah. I can't help but think about like when people gave birth when they were like in the when they lived in the woods, yeah. like. How did how did people survive birth? Well, that's the thing. Something like eating, like chewing on a piece of your placenta would help if you were bleeding out after you had a baby, for example, right? So, um, yeah. Is it yeah. just because it's so, like, nutrient-rich and hormone-rich? Exactly. From, like, exactly. Take, try to, trying yeah. to take care of the baby? Well, like, yeah. if, wow. the, if the if the f- woman didn't want to eat her placenta, would they offer it up to the husband? No, I mean, I think some, some people also, like... <laughs> plant a tree over it like they'll bury it in the ground and plant a tree and they have this beautiful tree that comes out of it and it's like the child's tree this is like a part of of birth that i have never heard before not even not even like oh i heard this once upon a time no no it's like i have never ever it was all over the news a couple years ago it was kim kardashian yeah, yeah she went and ate her placenta and talked all about it and she probably did it like 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 preserved it and then had it on an episode or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to move forward, you, yeah. so you're, I'm, your first pregnancy I'm taking went really well. Yeah, no issues. No like issues really no issues. I felt like you, I Did was, you get an epidural? No, okay. I didn't. Um, I had, uh, towards the end, I got, I had some laughing gas, some nitrous oxide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, I, I was coping pretty well throughout. I had my doula there and my partner, and they were kind of tag teaming to, to mm-hmm. help me, like mm-hmm. squeezing my hips when I was feeling pain and went in the shower, uh, walked around, just kind of let things happen. Um, Did you do this at home or in the hospital? In the hospital. Okay. Yeah. In the hospital. Um, basically, yeah, went there at 7 a.m. I had my son at just before 9. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that particular case, I um, I wasn't. I felt the urge to push before I was fully dilated, 
And um, that can cause issues because if you push and the baby's not ready to come out, your cervix can get swollen and then oh it kind of reverses the process and you don't want it that. doesn't end up well. So no, you don't want it's like that. when you get so hemorrhoids. To, yeah. So basically I have this intense. Really? Is that, is that? I, guess, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Because if you're trying to force like a, force a, a really solid shit through yeah. and you're pushing too hard when it's not really quite ready to It could to make out. it worse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but in this case, oh, oh God. God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Brian. Oh, yeah. I'm being serious, but anyway, <laughs> I know, but it hurts my like it hurts my body <laughs> to think. Carry, yeah. Your yeah. wiener feels weird, um, doesn't it? So you did you you end up so carrying I, your? I I the doctors were saying like you shouldn't push, and I'm like my body's like but I, I have need to, to push, yeah. and so <sighs> that's like that was the worst part for me. Um, and so so I I took some laughing gas then, and then eventually I was able to push, um. His heart rate was dropping. So in this case, I was I was in the hospital. They were monitoring the baby all the time. Like, oh, his heart rate's dropping a little. So you really need to push the baby out. Wasn't quite happening as quickly as they wanted him to. Uh, wanted him to come out. So I um, they used a vacuum. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that. I've it's heard a, it's that, basically yeah. like a suction cup. Oh my god! Attached to the baby's head. Yeah. And the doctor. Oh my god. I, you guys can't see this, but he like braces himself and literally <laughs> tries to pull the baby out as I'm pushing. <laughs> this makes me. I'm literally sweating. My palms are sweating. Yeah, my my girlfriend actually did a clinical rotation in, yeah. in uh, the birth unit. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's told me about this a few yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Um, I mean, other options would have been forceps. Mm-hmm. Um, Those sound worse. An episiotomy. Uh, I don't know if you guys know what an episiotomy is. Please tell us, please. Um, it's when they cut the perineum, which is your gooch. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, to make more room for the baby to come out. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! So they literally. But how does that affect your anus? Um, well, usually they try not to cut that. Far. Oh, so they stop before they get to the, the butt. Yeah, so they cut as much as they need to. Um, oh, my God. And then women often tear as well through childbirth, right? So and there's they different, get stitched up after, Yeah, right? there's different degrees I, of tearing. I'm, I, I'm, this is good for me. Vagi- is, listen, listen, vaginas me. are very resilient. Oh, Don't absolutely. worry about it. And, and this is the thing. What I was going to say was this is good for me to hear this, but I, I'm really praying that someone out there who hasn't had a baby yet, a woman particularly, mm-hmm. And is like, or really wants to have a kid, but they're listening to this right now. Like, don't let this deter you. It's something that's happened for, it's the reason we exist as humans today. But holy shit. Yeah. Like, Danielle, yeah. this is so intense. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, in my case, I had vacuum, small tear, wasn't a big deal. Does and it baby sound like a, this is number two? Sorry, this is, sorry, that was number one. Sorry, number one. Oh, okay. Sorry to keep interrupting, yeah. but did it sound like, does a vacuum actually like, when they turn it on, does it go? No, it's like it's like um, it's not a vacuum. It's like suction. Oh. They just use suction. I, I'm not sure if it's like okay. a pump kind of thing. Um, and I think with him, it might have popped off at one point. So when it did pop off, you heard like pop, and yeah, because it was on his on his skull, yeah. right? But uh, but no, he ended up fine. Is there a risk at using a, a vacuum, like of deforming the skull? Yeah, yeah. They sometimes can get like little blisters and oh. stuff. Do they yeah. do they come out with like cone heads temporarily? Or well, most babies that are delivered vaginally do have a cone head, just because um, there's the bones aren't they're really malleable. Oh, really? Yeah, they're malleable, and there's actually like plates almost. Babies have the soft spot, so right. that their bone, their head bones, their skull bones can move. And Whoa. yeah, so a lot of babies will end up having kind of a cone when head. I, when I was holding support. Hudson the other day i was holding the back of his head when i was like holding yeah. it for the first time and it, it was like i could feel these like little 
micro shifts, these yeah. little movements oh, in really? the skull. Like it was just very like, oh my God, you're so delicate. You're this delicate <laughs> yeah, little yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. What about your second birth? How, how did that go down? So, um, I knew right away that I wanted to have a midwife. I tried to get a midwife with, uh, with my son. Um, but at the time it was really hard. I was on a waiting list, never got on. Um, midwifery they're high, they're high in demand. Yeah. Very midwife. high in demand. Um, you go on a waiting list. Um, they're regulated by the province now. So it's all covered by the IWK. They work with the IWK. They have, oh, cool. yeah. So they're, they're just like doctors, but they just deal with medical, you know, birth stuff. So, um, so I, I had a midwife, so I went to see her, them, I should say it was a group of midwives, um, for my pregnancy and everything went well. Um, well, I should say, yeah, I had a, a worse time this time around. Like I was sick for the first couple of months. Then I had nerve pain, uh, in my leg. Well, and let's then just I had, say to the listeners, yeah. you had your baby, what? Three months ago. Three months ago. Yeah. So very recently. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a tough go. Yeah. The pregnancy was, was yeah, like I, I managed okay. I wasn't suffering, um, but I had issues, right? Mm-hmm. So definitely wasn't as great as the first time around. Um, and I ended up at the end with um, pubic bone pain. So oh, when God. the pain, so women have relaxin. That go, it's, a, it's a hormone that goes through your body that helps your joints kind of be a little bit more... Uh, Malleable. Yeah. They tell women who are pregnant to be careful in practicing yoga because yeah, the amount of relaxation. They can overexert themselves. Is, yeah. And yeah. their joints and stuff. Exactly. So in my case, my the my pubic bone, there's like um, a little piece of cartilage and it's separated more than it should have. So standing on one leg and laying on my side was like extremely, extremely painful. So I had wow. to be super careful with that. Um so my due date came and went. Um so I was 40 weeks pregnant. I was like, okay, the baby should come out anytime now. Wasn't coming out. I was doing everything to try to make the baby come out. So burpees, uh, headstands. Uh, yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. So there was, uh, you know, tea and essential oils and um, herbs, um, sex. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. What? That's yeah. a thing? It's yeah. like sex the baby There's out? prostaglandins sex and semen. <laughs> prostaglandins and semen that ac- can actually help your cervix soften. What's soften. a prostaglandin? It's like a hormone, I guess. So yeah. it's less about like the actual act of having sex and more about like finishing inside? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the, the number one essential part of having sex. It's not just a matter of having sex. It's yeah, you need the semen. So. Huh. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, so I can't help. I can't help out there, guys. <laughs> uh. God damn it. Yeah. Um, Jeremy's a little low in production in that in that. You mentioned uh, about midwives. Mm-hmm. Are are they are they essentially like doctors that have done the same amount of time in, in education wise in, in school that have kind of just decided to do at home birth type things? I well guess? they don't just do home births. They also do um, they also work in the hospital as well. Um, it's more the continuity of care. So you see a midwife throughout <clears throat> your pregnancy through childbirth and postpartum as well. So like my midwife came to see us at the house after, like for the first week after the baby was born rather than me having to go see them, which That's is cool. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Are they, are they doctors though? No, nope, they- they're, um, they're usually in Nova Scotia, they're, they're certified nurse midwives. So they're nurses and midwives. Like, I don't know exactly how it works, but, okay. um, usually they, they, I think they have an undergrad degree and then, 
uh, a midwifery degree. So there's, it's legitimate. Like, oh, yeah. You, you they can prescribe, they're allowed to prescribe certain drugs when it's related to pregnancy. Oh, wow. um, like I had a home birth. So the stuff that they brought home to, to the house, they brought oxygen, they had drugs, they had things. So they were prepared for emergency. Right. Just so sort of, they're like, we get want some weed cookies. <laughs> can we all oh, agree? Weed cookie. Can we all agree on how funny the, the word midwifery oh, sounds? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah. I've been thinking about midwifery. That's why I just, I wanted to say it. So yeah. that's why I've been talking about it. Yeah. But, um, why so is there any is there any like risk at going with a midwife like can they not handle certain things that yeah. the doctor could handle yep so um for example uh multiple births i think they have to pass off to an obstetrician um um, if you're having a vaginal birth after cesarean section, you can still be with the midwives, but you can't have a home birth here. That's the way the regulations work. Like so. for your second birth? For your second baby. So oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So why is there? Why? There's, um, they say there could be a, a slightly high risk of a uterine rupture if you've had a oh C-section. So if God. you've been cut before and then have a, but that's, that could be debatable. Is that, yeah. I, I thought, well, is there, is there one of the, that combination where if you do one, you can't do the other? No, again? it's no. And, and there's a lot of women, um, that, that actually they're big on having what's, what are called VBAC. So vaginal birth after cesarean where they've had a, they've had a cesarean and they want to have uh, a vaginal birth afterwards. So the they, old VBAC. Yeah, VBAC. So yeah. it's just like, you're just, t- you're just, there's a slightly higher, higher risk. risk, but that's like, like, like I said, that's debatable. Right. So, That'd be a good yeah. hashtag. Hashtag VBAC. VBAC. Oh yeah. Know that the hashtag exists. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people that are pro V back. Yeah. Now, one of the other things you wanted to talk about coming in here was was breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you said that your your first uh, you didn't say it here, but on your on your application yeah. there, you said your first child uh, you <coughs> breastfed up to three years old. Yep. Is that kind of like what's the what is? Breast do you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's not a whole lot of people that breastfeed till they're eight or yeah, yeah. Ten, well, like no. well, but there are <laughs> those people, right? Oh man, Four. that. There are those people. The reason I brought Game of Thrones is yeah. because the last recording we did with yeah, Brandon, yeah. Uh, we were talking about Game of Thrones, and, yeah. and Brian's never watched it. There's a kid in Game of Thrones, Brian, who he's a he's a like a prince, but yeah. he's like I don't know, he's like he 11, loves his he's mom. like 11 years old. He's and been his mom continues to to breastfeed him. Um, but I got two questions about mm-hmm. that specifically, mm-hmm. just because I love Game of Thrones and I'm <laughs> curious about the lore. Uh, the first question is: <laughs> Is that even fucking possible? The, the yeah. Low, Can you get, oh, oh. Because yeah. I mean, it's, it? it's a supply and demand thing. So yeah. if if there's oh. a demand, there you know a baby suckling at your breast, then there's going You're to just be still yeah. going to continue to do. Whoa, yeah, really? some some women like that maybe adopt or they're you know for whatever situation don't have. Uh, like didn't have a baby, um, they can actually produce milk if there's enough suckling at the breast. Sometimes they need added Whoa. drugs or herbs and stuff Whoa. like that. Yeah. Wait, really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can induce <laughs> lactation. Oh, that's nuts, Jeremy. Okay. Have you ever uh, I, come across well, that? Sure, that's no. I have to. I'm curious though, because you said people that have never had a baby. Yep. Okay. So, for example, let's say like a same-sex couple, one delivers a baby, the other one wants to breastfeed the baby. They could induce lactation. Someone right, who adopts what a, a baby. What about, what about a, a, a non-same-sex couple? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay what about Jeremy like, and his wife? Yeah, me and my wife. Like, yeah. say I am, uh, I, uh, I, oh, God. Okay. Like her nipples. The, no, no. Yeah. Just say it. Can, can, can that be induced by sex? Can that, like. So, the amount of, of nipple stimulation that's required. It has to be super yeah, constant. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's okay. intense, regular, like okay. at regular intervals. That makes sense. That just makes sense. means yeah. that you got to be real committed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so the, the, my second question was, so yes, is it possible? I guess it is. Yeah. Second question, uh, 
Is, is that a thing? Do people like, cause I, I remember seeing an article in, I think it was times mm-hmm. where the, it was a pretty controversial, um, cover yeah. photo because it was a woman with and, a toddler, a toddler on a chair standing, standing, yeah, standing yep, and, yep. and sucking from the teat. And I was like, is that what, what's the deal with that? And like, what's, well, the world health organization actually suggests breastfeeding till age of two. Oh, or wow. longer. Yeah. So, um, sadly in North America, um, women are, don't get the support that they always need to be able to breastfeed. So a lot of women, probably in the 80, 90% range actually start off breastfeeding. They might experience issues for various reasons and then stop or start to add formula because for whatever reason, you know, there's a lot of reasons why women don't or are unable to breastfeed. Like, especially if you think of the States, they're back to work after a couple of weeks, right? They don't have great maternity leave. So they're pumping, or even if they, you know, they want to breastfeed, they might be pumping, but then it doesn't work out or they just decide like, I can't do this. I'm just going to get formula, right? Mm-hmm. So um, by the time babies are six months, when you would normally introduce solid foods, the rate of breastfeeding has dropped substantially. Um, but then, you know, there are some moms like myself who decided, you know, I'm going to continue this for a little bit longer. And it's not just a matter of there's there's still there's still a lot of um, health benefits to breast milk in toddler years, but it's also a, a comfort for children, right? So, you know, a bruised knee, um, they're sick with the flu, something like that. They'll tend to want to nurse a little more. Um, and it was great for me, especially when I went back to work after a year, I worked odd hours. So I'd come <laughs> home, I hadn't seen my son for like 14 hours because I worked these long shifts and I would breastfeed him, breastfeed him and we'd have this like really nice connection. So, right. and then by the time, when I say I breastfed him, fed him until he was three, we're talking at that point, it was like Very twice like, a week, uh, right? Uh, twice a week sure. for five minutes. Right? Now, did you face any sort of, um, <coughs> uh, what's the word I'm looking judgment? for? Judgment or like, yeah, cr- or yeah, like criticism, criticism <coughs> for, not, for not going overtly, not overtly, right. um, you know, um, some family members were like, uh, you know, I could just tell they were little, they never really said anything, but you could tell it was uncomfortable. Which is even worse. But I also, (laughs) I never tried not to breastfeed in public, but after a year and a half, it just didn't really happen. Right. So, um, it was more like at night in the morning, that kind of stuff at home. So, um, I never experienced a whole pile, like really any issues with that. So So, you're you're breastfeeding your other, my baby, your your new baby now, right? So, it's pretty in, it's pretty intense about the I mean it's a very hot topic about breastfeeding in, it is in a public hot topic. and uh, it's very very super topical right now. I mean Sophie Trudeau just uh uh the other day uh, I think she what was it? She, no, Justin retweeted I think a picture of her breastfeeding was Right, it? yeah. Well, for and, all of our American listeners, yeah. Sophie Trudeau is our prime minister's wife. Or like first lady. Yeah, yeah. Our, our first, lady, first of, lady of Canada. We don't have that term, but equivalent. Yeah. And uh yeah, he tweeted it was a tweet or something from Justin Trudeau. Yeah, Justin Trudeau Instagram or, tw- or Twitter or whatever uh put out this photo of her and yeah. it said it had something on it. It was it was basically like a stand up for Yeah, well like, last week was World Breastfeeding Week. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh, that's why it's yeah. all it's so like Hot topic. Oh right? no, 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 but it's no. But it like, has been. It has been. For no, a bit. public breast breastfeeding has been like has been a crazy topic for for yeah. probably the last like two years. Man, it's been I don't get why lot. people care. Man, have you ever seen that video of the guy on the train who's like screaming at this woman on the on a subway system in mm-hmm. Ireland or something? It was nuts. He's like. Put your fucking tail away. You're grossing everybody. Oh, like, God. dude, he's like why? screaming at this woman. Yeah. It's terrible. And it's like, and everyone on the train's like, dude, 
Shut the fuck up. I've, I've yet to encounter anything like that. If anything, I've had people that have been like, look at you breastfeeding. That's so awesome way to go. Like, and Sweet. you know, like high five. So, cause I mean, yeah. and, and you know, and those, and those videos get passed around in a way of like shaming the person who's to- shaming them. Totally. Yeah, absolutely, totally. Absolutely. And, uh, and it seems like, it seems like the, that is starting to fade away and it's getting more and more like, well, you're seeing it more too. Like I have friends that have just recently had babies. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and they're like they're actively posting on imagery or, yeah. or in Instagram where they're yeah. like, yeah, that's re- like, yeah. check it out. They're called brelfies. I'm gonna Hashtag fucking put brelfie. it out there, you know. Like <laughs> I'm gonna put it out there because I feel like, you know, why not? Yeah. Um, it's 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 kind of like the the whole like free the nipple movement. It's like yeah. why why are we making a big deal yeah. of this? Yeah. We shouldn't. So let's put it out there yeah. to like to reduce the stigma right. to reduce the the. Um, you know the dude because it's like it, we, we've said we've like, North America is such a hypersexualized uh, place that it's like yeah. we, we, you know it, it got to a point where it's like what well, you can't even do the natural process yeah. of feeding of your child feeding without him. somebody going uh, yeah. like dude, I'm, I, there's something sexual about this like, nobody nobody goes up to a restaurant <clears throat> and goes you can't fucking eat in oh. public you forty yeah, year old person or like go go <laughs> yeah. go eat go do that in the bathroom that was another one like and yeah. I've yeah. I've been pretty lucky and most people that I know have been pretty lucky lucky where they haven't experienced that kind of stuff but on the flip side too um, you know I'm obviously very pro breastfeeding but you know sometimes moms feed their baby formula and that's cool too. But then you have women that are like, oh, well, you know, your baby has formula and that's not healthy or like you didn't try hard enough. And there's, there's, yeah. there's a lot of mom shaming, which like, is, which yeah. is really shitty too, because I, and a, a friend of mine, uh, Julie is, she's, um, she has actually put like a lot of study, like mm-hmm. medical study yeah. into breastfeeding. And, and she was telling me, we were having this conversation and we were talking about how it really sucks for those women who, for some reason, mm-hmm. medically or, or otherwise. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a choice. They, just they don't. Or they just can't. Yeah. They literally yeah. physically cannot breastfeed. Yeah. And they get this like, they get this like, I don't know, shame yeah. put on them. Are they forced to feed formula then? There's not a whole lot of other options. Um, there's informal milk sharing around here um, where you can, um, like I actually gave another mother some of my pumped milk because she was, she really wanted to feed her baby breast milk and wasn't able to. Um, There's milk banks, but in Nova Scotia, we don't actually have one. Um, Oh, really? Yeah. So the IWK does buy milk, but they get it from a milk bank in Calgary, which like treats it, pasteurizes it and then sends it here for the, but it's only for like the sickest of babies, like NICU, super preemie, really bad health conditions. So if you're just an average mom that wants to feed their baby breast milk, but can't, your only option is like, aside from like taking herbs and drugs and stuff to help promote breastfeeding is getting milk from another mother. Okay. So, whoa. So there's, there's, there's such thing as milk banks. Mm -hmm. But in Nova Scotia, to get milk from one of these milk banks, it you it's through the it's hospital. Through the hospital, it has to be a very like sick baby. Yes. It, are there places in Canada or otherwise that you know of mm-hmm. where there's these milk banks where it's like, hey, I can't breastfeed. My baby's healthy, yeah, ish, but. I can't breastfeed. I don't want to do formula. Can I go there to the may milk? be in the States, but if you do, you're still paying quite a cost for right. it, right? Because right. beyond it's pain, they will pay the mothers for milk. And then you're treating the milk to make sure that you're testing it and treating it to make sure that it's safe. And then you end up with, is it sketchy? This, like you were saying informal breast milk sharing. Is that, a, is that kind of a sketchy thing? Inherently it could be. 
Um, but oh, I think a lot of the moms are, you know, will ask for records or will meet and talk with the mom, mm-hmm. you know, and generally a mother who wants to donate <clears throat> breast milk knows her health status and wouldn't, you know, inherently share something she knew was unhealthy, right? So. Is it something that, like, I don't know, can you go to the IWK and be like, hi, can you just test my breast milk to make sure it's all No, you go, you go to your doctor. Like, I'm I'm going through the process <clears throat> to be, uh, to donate milk for the milk bank in Calgary. And so I went to my doctor and she filled out some forms and I went to get blood work done to make sure I didn't have diseases and everything was good and, and, uh, and they, yeah. Do so they pay it. you for that? Nope. No, you, don't, you donate. No, I don't know if legally you can and can. It's just the same thing with like blood donation. I don't think right. like because you'd have people that were like, oh, take all my blood, give me money. Totally. It's the yeah. only reason why I haven't donated yet <laughs> yeah. until they start paying me for the shit. Yeah. Yeah. What's just, the? I'm just kidding. What's obviously. the shelf life of of breast milk? Breast milk. Um, it can be up to a year if it's frozen in um, in like a deep freeze. Uh, six months in a regular fridge freezer. Um, if it's just pumped, um, it can actually be left out. I'm going to say eight to twelve hours, just like ambient temperature, and then in the fridge, maybe a couple days. So it just depends. And then if you take frozen breast milk and dethaw it, there's like all sorts of other stuff. So yeah, but it's uh, it can last a while. Do they educate you like when you've given birth? Do they say like, hey, by the way, if you're interested in supporting. These other organizations or people, you can actually donate your breast milk? No, no, it's definitely not. It's it's something I think even a lot of moms that I know that could donate don't because they don't, they know. Just don't know. And there's so few moms that after they establish breastfeeding with their kid, with their, their baby, have excess milk or you know, would want to share it. Like it's, you know, cause it's still a time commitment to pump and then to have to send it off. Like it's, it can take some time. So right. yeah. So you... Talking about breast milk, talking about uh, how people donate it, talking about how it's not like a huge deal to breastfeed in public, and it shouldn't be. And if you think it is, get your life. Uh, You happened to bring a cup of breast milk with you today. I did, yeah. It is in the fridge upstairs. It is. Do you... I've always wondered what breast milk tastes I'm like. I'm down to taste this just to make I a have point. never wondered. I'll do it. I'm going to go get it. I'll drink I'll some breast milk. You set, yeah. you set this up. No, we, we can just hit a little pause. This is the magic of uh, podcasting. We're going to pause here. And we're back. That's the magic of podcasting. We just hit pause, and then next thing you know, we're, we haven't gone anywhere. So, Brian, you just went and grabbed some uh, breast milk out of your fridge that's been sitting up there. Now, here's my thing is I think, oh my God, that's a lot of breast milk. How did you get this? How did, how did this come out of you? Uh, so I have a pump, uh, an electrical pump that uh, simulates the action of a baby's mouth and therefore brings milk out of my breast. And okay. uh, yeah, so I did that probably like four thirty, five o'clock. So not that long ago. So, okay. I'm looking at this cup. And it's about a cup. Um, no, like it, two or three ounces. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, three ounces. Um, this is, is interesting because I have a weird thing about milk. Okay, yeah. Expiry dates, like, if it's if it's a day before the expiry date, I yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't even, like, look That's at it. That's pretty fresh. This is pretty fresh. Pretty fresh, okay. yeah. Like, that would still be good for a couple hours just laying there on the table, but it was refrigerated, and it's only, what, two and a half hours? Maybe? All right. Yeah. Is this weird? I'm going to drink some breast milk. I'm going to drink your... Breast milk. Save me some. Is this this? You're saving some for Taylor and I, right? uh, Yeah, for sure. I I don't think I can drink three ounces. All right, uh, here we go. There's nothing to it. Huh? (laughs) Tell me. 
Is it's, it sweet? It's, it sweet? It's rather sweet. It's, uh, you know what? It tastes almost identical to like a, a just sweetened almond milk. It's got the same consistency as almond milk. Hmm. Not much, really not much to it. Like that's, like that's it. it. Yeah. Babies like that's it. it. Babies love it's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see why. And it's also like full of crazy, amazing, stuff, amazing yeah. nutrients, right? <laughs> Baby growing stuff. Yeah. There's like, how much of this did you just drink? I took a gulp. I took like an ounce maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor, huh. I'll save you. Taylor, you're Taylor. You can't believe that just <laughs> happened. Dude. I took actually way more in my mouth than I was expecting to. You did take a pretty big gulp. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do it now too. I do it, yeah. What's really funny is that I'm sure some people listening to this will think that this is like weird and sexual weird, and like, strange. Well, and yeah. I, there's definitely nothing sexual to no, it, but no. it, it definitely like think it's weird. Mm-hmm. But there's something like you know what's fucking weird? The fact that we drink milk from another from a fucking mammal. cow or yeah. a goat or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's right. It doesn't taste that weird. <laughs> All right. No, it doesn't taste that weird, actually. Uh, at all. If it was yeah, warm, it, it was kind of it, it kind of tasted was, almost yeah. airy and light. Like yeah. it, it like has like a milk, milk. Yeah, it has a kind of milk aftertaste, but it's it's really fine. It's good, actually. <clears throat> okay. Did you ever hear about the uh, the ice cream shop in Quebec <laughs> somewhere? No, it was in it was in, it was in England. England. Yeah, no, it was the Quebec one. Was one that made cheese. There was yeah. one in England, and they so made you, they man. made breast milk ice cream for about a limited time. It was like a week or two weeks or three weeks, and the shit went off the shelves like that. Like it just went, it just flew off the shelves. People yeah. loved it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like why do, why aren't we be artisanal, right? Like, yeah. depending on the mother's diet, like it, the taste of it could change as well, too, right? Like, yeah. just if you imagine <laughs> anything else coming, it's bodily fluid, right? So, are you are you going to do it, Taylor? <laughs> you were so like against you were so against it. This I wasn't against time. it. Like, I told you, if you guys both did it, there was no. I wasn't. I took not a good. Do it. And, and I did a, like, at least a full. They call that liquid too. gold, right? So don't let any of that. Yeah, waste dude, the rest absolutely. Of it's yours. Like this is like a, a rare scotch. <laughs> dude. I, I did at least an ounce. There was over two ounces left. About an ounce left. Okay. We each had about an ounce if Taylor takes the rest of the ounce. It's actually, it's, it's, you're going to do it and you're going to go, oh. <laughs> Literally, that's, you're going to go, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just drink it. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Then yeah. finish it off. Then <laughs> <laughs> finish it. Uh, he did. He, yeah, he just finished it. <clears throat> so that is. It's not, yeah. It's not a big deal. It's just like milk. It's right. just like yeah, milk, exactly. yeah. which I don't enjoy. <laughs> yeah. That actually tastes better than milk. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> all milk. because the milk because milk tastes it's pasteurized and it, vitamins added. Yeah, and there's like it's, it's, that doesn't see. I don't. I don't get the sweetness. I get like it tastes more like like nat. What well, <laughs> tastes more natural? Yeah, <laughs> you know what? It's it's, it's pretty fun. much as natural as you can get. Yeah. It's funny because we like. I personally would rather suck on a woman's nipple than a cow's nipple. Yet we are more comfortable drinking cow's milk than yeah. Yeah, like if you're thinking about taking it from the source, yeah. That's yeah. And like, really, in in all fairness, we shouldn't be drinking any milk, right? Like it's tailored yeah. for yeah. Inf- babies, babies, yeah. right? So, Specifically, yeah, yeah, it's tailored to be like, hey, you are this like very fragile thing that, that just came to the earth. Things to grow. We need to yeah. like exactly. We yeah. need to make sure yeah. you grow in a way that's very like specific. Yeah. So here is the and not yeah. only that, but we're, we but we drink milk that is. That is t- 
taken from cows that have been given so much shit. Hormones and that it's like all they all they do is is provide milk. Like that's their entire life, right? Like Mm -hmm. after they have a Which is crazy. So like did we just potentially open ourselves up to getting sick? Or is that like, or that, you know, I feel comfortable in, yeah, cool. you know, like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I said, I'm, I've donated milk and I plan to donate milk and I've had tests done and I'm in perfect health. So yeah, if you're donating you know. milk then and in some ways, like, let's say I got a cold <coughs> by feeding my baby, I would be giving them in, potentially giving them immunity to the cold that I have because Whoa. yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Whoa. That is super cool. You're yeah. kind of so giving them like a shot. Them, like you a... could prevent them from getting sick from anything that you wow. might have. Yeah. yeah. So. Man, breast milk, so important. It is. Absolutely. No wonder people are so like, people are so pro, you know, I yeah. mean people. There, no wonder it's one of those things that if people who are behind it yeah. are really yeah. behind it. Like know? not to, you know, not to shame in any way no. mothers and, and parents that feed their baby formula, but at the end of the day, um, it's a whole food, right? Like we talk about eating, you know, stuff that comes from the earth and that's organic or what have you. But I mean, if they, if someone told you like, okay, well, you're going to subside on this milkshake that has the perfect blend of nutrients and what have you, it's never going to be perfect. I because believe it's called Soylent. Soylent, uh, yeah, uh, like can, Soylent. You can yeah. pick it up on the internet, yeah. Soylent.com. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's not vegetables. It's not, it's no. not protein. Yeah. It's not grains. It's not stuff that you eat that's whole food, right? So, whereas this is, this is what babies are meant to have and, and it's, it's, it's a natural food, right? So. Fuck, it's fascinating that you make that. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. It's my superpower. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I learned a shitload. I learned a shitload, and I was I was really scared to come in here and talk about pregnancy because it is one of like uh, what's this called the f- the f- fontanelle the, the fontanelle like I, when I hear the word fontanelle <laughs> I get really weak. Um, uh, you know, here just thinking about like contraction or like placenta, or uterus. <laughs> but like the last week has been very baby pregnant birth heavy for me. And I think like it's, I've, I literally kind of faced the fear. I feel, I feel pretty good. Like I, I can make a fist. Normalize it. I yeah. can make a fist, yeah. you know, like I feel okay. So more tangible pump. and normal. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I can feel, I feel good about talking, even talking about like having to, to make an incision yep. at the, at the perineum. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think know. it's, I think I it's good. funny because, good. because good like, for you, Jay. And, and <laughs> good Jerry, for you. Like, <laughs> Jerry, you're a you're a prime example of it because like when you think of when you thought of pregnancy, you thought of things that kind of grossed you out, right? Like chest busters. You, you yeah. think of yeah. you think of totally. like like blood and yeah. and and disgusting things, but you know, I've always been told and I've always heard that pregnancy is is beautiful, birth is beautiful. Yeah. And when you actually dissect it and, and I didn't when, never think that it wasn't beautiful. I just wanted to put that out there. Sure, no, and and I'm not saying that you didn't, but like Jeremy it's, it's hated kind of, anyone who was pregnant before <laughs> but, today. But listen, guys, I, I I feel like and I feel like I'm looking at this in a different way now too. And and it's the way that like all of these super fascinating things that your body's able to to do mm-hmm. to create life, like that's the beautiful thing. And maybe on the top, there is, there are some things that can be seem gross. Right. Mm -hmm. But like when your body is like producing breast milk, when it's producing a placenta, that's like a station that's like creating this, the, like the, the resources for life. Like that's, that's a, that is a beautiful thing. And I think that I'm able to now see that rather than 
there's kind of like what you see on the top. Yeah. And I mean, like this is sick boy podcast and it's not really an illness. So it's like you're talking about it. It's, it is still a physiological process. So, you yeah, know, big time. Talk, talking hmm. about it and, you know, there's, there's all sorts of things that can happen. And we're great to live in a society where we can get free health care. And if there's a problem with your pregnancy <coughs> or your birth, you can get <coughs> assistance. But at the end of the day, it's still just something that, that women do. And we've been doing for thousands of years, hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of years, or how long, you it, know, sapiens have been around. It right? kind of yeah. runs, uh, it kind of runs alongside of, I mean, uh, you know, we, uh, we spoke about endometriosis, but, mm-hmm. it, but at the heart of that was just talking about menstruation, which was yeah. like a huge, which is a huge obstacle for a lot of guys to get their head yeah. around and be comfortable to even mm-hmm. think about, let alone talk about. And like, the, you know, it's a physiological process that every woman goes through and it's a woman centric issue. Yeah. And, um, but we all need to be educated on it yeah. and to, to sit down and talk about it and to, you know, like Jeremy said, talk about some of these things that you feel like make you uncomfortable. You, you feel like they will make yeah. you uncomfortable. So you avoid it. Yeah. But really, it. when you sit down and face it, yeah, it's, it's just like a lot, like breast milk, just like, just just like, like the breast milk. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I was, I was tripping. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's because it's a because you know it's a built up thing. It's like I don't know, you yeah. never, and it's like, dude, I obviously had some of that yeah. at some point in my life, <laughs> like yeah. all the time. That's what I lived off of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, before we wrap it up, I know that you had a pretty crazy experience with your second birth that yes. we kind of, we kind of glossed over the second birth, but <laughs> yeah. there was, there was a pretty crazy experience there. Why don't you tell us? Yeah. About so, that? um, all this waiting to have the baby, I was like almost two weeks overdue the next day. I, the day that actually the day she was born, I was planning to go to the hospital to meet with an obstetrician because they were like, you're not having this baby. It's got to come out at some point. Um, but basically I, about quarter to five in the morning, I woke up, I started having these contractions like, oh yeah, maybe something's happening. About an hour later, I'm like, oh, they're kind of regular. I should call the midwife, see what's up. And so I called her. She's like, oh, hop in the tub, go wake up your partner, and hopefully stuff picks up. And being her, I've, I've been to dozens of births, right? So I'm like, I don't need an hour of just contractions. Like, this is going to go on for quite some time. So I'm like, okay, I'll hop in the tub, woke my partner up. It started to ramp up really quickly. Um, by quarter after six, I'm out of the tub. My son wakes up and the plan was to have the baby at home. So I had a tub set up. The kids were going to be around. It was going to be this really great family birth. I was going to have a photographer, a doula, the midwife. A was clown. Gonna be, you know. Yeah, no, it was so going to be a petting zoo. <laughs> so um, stuff started to ramp up and my son gets up to get ready for school and I'm in the living room starting to like... I knew something was up because I'm like, this is really intense, really fast. And then my water broke in front of my son on my living room floor. And he ran downstairs. And I, I hope you didn't have laminate. No, hardwood, okay, thankfully. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I real immediate- state bride, yeah. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I immediately felt the urge to push. And this is like 630 at this point. Holy. So an hour and maybe 45 minutes. Um, three pushes later, she was born. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So, um, we didn't even know exactly the time she was born. We had to piece it together with phone calls because my water broke. My partner called the midwife. The midwife's like, I'm coming right away. Um, and then I luckily had a mattress in the room that I was going to deliver in, which was our dining room. And I pulled it down or no, sorry, my partner pulled it down, kicked the, the birth pool out of the way, which was just inflated, but not filled up, obviously, because we didn't have time to do anything. And I was like, you're going to have to catch this baby. 
And this was a guy that didn't even want to cut the cord when we had talked about it because he's oh, like, he was kind of queasy, right? My so, God. And you're just like, hut, hut. Wow. Yeah. Hut, yeah. One, two, hut, three. I, uh, and he's like, hut, hut. Yeah. So I, I was like, Arkansas. I could feel her come down. Like, so she's here. <laughs> Holy shit. And so I felt fuck. her in one push come here. Oh, and I'm like, my God. Whoa. I thought I was going to split in two. At you're one like, point, honey. Right before my water broke, I was like, I'm going to need to go to the hospital and get all the drugs. Yeah. I, there was, I was like, I can't do it. So that's hurt. because it was oh, like God. most women take hours to dilate. And I think mm. I dilated in a matter of minutes. Holy frig. Yeah. I, I, You're like one of those ladies that are like, oh, my water broke. I got to get in the cab. And they're in the yellow cab in New York. And they're like, I, I'm having it now. And the cab yeah. driver's like, oh, shit. I'll, I'll, let me yeah. help you. Had I not <laughs> been planning a home birth. Did you just I make an accent? Had- <laughs> it was a slight accent. Did you make there. an accent for the cat? It could have been Russian. It could have yeah. been Albanian. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So had I not been planning a home birth, she would have been born in an ambulance or a car. Yeah. Just out, or, so. like, or at the bus yeah. stop or something. Yeah. So I got on all fours and literally one push, her head came out. The next push, her body came out. Now, is your husband okay? We half joke that he has PTSD from it. <laughs> Um, and if you Half look at pictures, because it's he partly probably true. does. <laughs> you no, know, he probably does, though. Yeah, bit, you know, like, we're, that's like I think we're intense. over. Like immediately after, like you look at pictures of him, like holding her in the hours after she was born, and he's like white. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but his eyes are his crossed. Hair is like, standing on end. You were uh, you were on all fours though. You're not like lying on your back. No, it's it's actually um, that's not a natural <laughs> way to give birth. The way I've that your that. your body. Um, what do you like your tailbone can actually create less room for the baby to come out if you're laying right. on your back and it's really laying on your back it's good for doctors because it's they can easily like get in there but um, so like you almost want to like be arching a, a little bit um no not, arching, not just but... it's just the pressure from laying on your back so the best way for women to give birth would be like hands and knees or squatting wait so they but they don't do really that in the pelvis. hospital then um you can okay. um you can definitely ask for it but depending on the situation like if you're having issues in childbirth like the, the doctor's concerned about something, they might ask you to get on your back. Right. But um, it's actually, I, I think a lot of nurses and doctors do try to suggest like moving around and even alternative pushing positions. If right. something's not working, they'll be like, oh, we'll try Shift squatting. Here. Shift They've here. got bars that in the IWK that go over the bed that a woman can hold on to while she squats. Right. A That's lot of so women deliver on their sides. Because like pop culture, you never see that. It's not It's no. not like it is in the movies at all. Yeah. 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 So yeah. interesting. So. And my sister was telling me that they had a mirror Oh, yeah. And they're like, if you want to look. And I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? You look? And she's like, yeah, I was looking. And I was like, oh, my God, Pat, did you look? Her husband? And he was like, fuck, no. And it can actually, by looking, looking. it can actually be like, it can incentivize women to be like, oh, look, I can just see a little bit ahead. I'm going to push it. I'm just going to push it out. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Holy moly. Danielle, this was a fascinating conversation. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for yeah, coming in. Thank you so and, much. Yeah. I, and I like feel like kind of opening a, her mind. And Yeah. I feel like there's a, like even more to to learn still too. Like I feel like yeah. we've learned a ton. Yeah. And nope. I feel that's like it. You can't learn anymore. <laughs> no that's more, all it no is. More. You are all yeah. now doers. Yeah. Like I'm fascinated too. I'm fascinated for part two someday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> if you did enjoy it, and even if you didn't, go on over to iTunes and uh, make sure you subscribe. And if you don't subscribe, at least rate and review us. Uh, those are the big ones. Those things help us stay on the charts, on the iTunes charts. Uh, we want to, you know, we want to get to know, we want to like be right next to Joe Rogan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Joe, if you're listening, we love you. Uh, and we'd and, love to be on your show. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Um, but the other thing is, is we have a Patreon and Patreon is essentially is, you know, Brian Taylor and I, we are doing this. Um, this is, this is our, like the, our, the biggest passion project we could ever 
imagine. It's, and a full-time job. And also a full-time job. And we have no sponsors. You know, we're just three guys that <laughs> dove into this, had no idea what we were doing. And next thing we knew, some people enjoyed it and wanted to listen to it. And and we thank each and every one of you for listening. And we love all of you. And and if you want to support what you're listening to um, and, and help us out, go to our Patreon page. It's www.patreon.com slash sickboy. You can get some sweet, exclusive content. We put up unaired episodes there. We've got uh, sweet videos, uh, lots of great stuff. So, And we're so close to our goal. Even so close. We, we might be there by we the time there it by comes this out. Time. Who knows? Yeah. I hope so. Um, our first goal. Yeah, our first, first goal. goal. Of many. Yeah. yeah, we have many goals. Uh, but that's it for today. Uh, thanks, y'all. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.